We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Now through Monday, get a huge 50% off the styles you need now with 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, 50% off. Jeans start at 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Want fashion in a flash? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Hurry, the sale ends Monday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 829 to 9-2 excludes in-store clearance, jumpsuits, rompers, bubbles, active license, and men's package tees. This is the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. I'm Eric Balkman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour and the FFPC. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Balkman and the FFPC on Twitter at FFPC. Today I'm speaking with Rob Gallucci and Ryan Gockett, the duo that won the 2018 Off the Grid League, one of the most challenging competitions in the FFPC. The pair won more than $10,000 for first place in that contest, and along with their multiple FFPC main event league titles, they have combined to earn more than $50,000 in their high-stakes careers. In this episode, we talk about the strategy that goes into purchasing your first two draft picks with real money and off the grid, why Rob is down on the Patriots in the world-famous FFPC playoff challenge, and much more. Before we get into the show, I want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of the Rotoviz content and tools, and it helps support the podcast channel as well. Now, without further ado, here are $50,000 FFPC High Stakes Fantasy Football winners, Rob Gallucci and Ryan Gockett. (laughs) 
Pleased to be joined this week on the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown with the two co-managers, co-owners of the 2018 FFPC Off the Grid League Championship. Uh, it is Rob Gallucci. It is Ryan Gockett. Guys, thanks so much uh, for joining me this week. I really appreciate it. You bet. Happy to be here. When you guys are, uh, when you're not playing fantasy football, thanks for uh, having us. Uh, you bet. When when you guys are not playing fantasy football, can you tell the listeners uh, what what you're doing for a living, Ryan? I'm gonna let you go first, and then Rob, you can tell us after. You bet. You bet. Live in uh, Nebraska and am a sales representative for a company called Abbott Labs, based out of Chicago. I sell uh, pacemakers, defibrillators, and other heart equipment. And I've uh, been doing that now for almost 20 years. And uh, Rob Gallucci here. I uh, live in Manhattan, New York, um, in commercial real estate for a company called Colliers International. been doing that for 20-plus years. It's pretty much it, commercial real estate. So that's my job. <laughs> Excellent stuff, guys. And, and obviously, you guys are long entrenched in, in what you do for a living and uh, gives you some time to – focus on fantasy football especially uh, during the season now we're basically done and i want to congratulate you uh, both on winning the 2018 ffpc off the grid league and ryan uh, i'm gonna ask you first this is a unique format where each team essentially is buying their first two picks with with real cash can you tell us um what when you when you and rob were prepping for this can you tell us a little bit about your what your strategy was going into the actual draft itself yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely. It's kind of interesting. We have been doing the um, my FPC, the main event for um, I don't know, well over five years. We were with uh, WCOFF prior to that, and um, we loved that format. But we didn't really like how it ended in week eleven. We felt like if we didn't get rolling early, we may not um, have a good chance of playing for the big money. So Robbie uh, did some research and stumbled across this league and uh, this is the second year that we've done it and we really really like it we like the fact it goes 13 weeks we like the fact there's a chance to win um a little more money guaranteed in the initial prize pot and we like the fact that we can kind of control based on how much money we spend who we want to draft in the first two rounds now our first year of doing it last year it came back to haunt us because we spent uh close to the maximum on our first round pick and then david johnson in turn decided to break his hand the first game of the season. So it has its pluses and minuses. Yeah, clearly. And uh, when you were when with, with this format, did you guys kind of know um, who you were targeting in the first uh, couple of rounds? Because the way it'll work is is whoever, you know, the, the bids go off for each pick. The 101 gets auctioned off, the 102, the 103, uh, so forth. And, and I'm, I know you guys know this. I'm just letting the listeners know. But then whoever wins that pick whoever wins the bid has to make their selection um and uh you kind of know like going down the board who's left who's available how much these picks are going for everything like that did you have a sense of of the of the players you were targeting in the first two rounds or was it just kind of like we're going to look for value and strike where the when the iron's hot when when we feel like this is a good price for the pick that's what we're going to go in on is that sort of the attitude that you had uh, absolutely. We actually, we really wanted David Johnson. I specifically wanted him last year and that didn't work out well. And this year we targeted Alvin Kamara and we kind of went through a lot of the mock drafts and felt like we had a really good chance of getting him with the fifth pick. 
So we knew we weren't going to have to spend anywhere near what we spent last year, but we, we thought we were going to get a player that could really outperform his pick. And then in the second round, Robbie was really, really high on Devontae Adams, so I went with his trust there. But what really sets you up as your first-round pick is if you're willing to spend a little more, it kind of gives you an advantage in round three. So we, we are big believers to you know spend a little bit more money on our team if we like like the guys, because we think it really sets you up nicely for the for your first three picks. Looking back on this squad, it, it was a it was a squad that kind of started a little slow. Rob, as you guys made it into the playoffs with a with an actual six and seven losing record, you obviously got there uh, based on points. Once you guys got in, you got hot. You never looked back until you won the title. What do you think the difference was uh, for for both of you with this team down the stretch of the season? I mean, I think the uh, funny thing is I really lost a little bit of confidence in our team. Ryan was the one who kind of kept the ship uh, up, t- uh, you know, uptight there. I would say to you that, um, you know, I would say to you handcuff players are always key. And a blessing in disguise was that we did not let, even though he failed us during the season, which was Jamal Williams, who was the who we initially took, I believe it was in the fourth or fifth round, uh, really didn't come to play. Uh, we also had Doug Baldwin. And two of these guys with, you know, timing and injuries with Aaron Jones going down and Doug Baldwin seeming to finally get over his groin injuries, even though we drafted him, they just got hot at the right time. And, you know, again, as Ryan mentioned about the format, it just it's great that you're not playing head to head. You're playing total points. And I mean, I think we got 20 plus points out of both of those guys in week 16 that, you know, you never would have gotten that out of Williams. pretty much after week two you know he was pretty much done he was the back so that's what i would say yeah and that and that was huge obviously not only for you guys but for a lot of teams i would say in the last couple weeks of the season no question let's get back to a player that ryan mentioned earlier rob one of the highest picked uh, receivers not only in this year's draft but in next year's drafts as well it's undoubtedly going to be Devontae adams he was on this championship squad for you, knowing what we know now, which is, you know, remarkably little going into the 2019 season. But is this a player that you guys would look at drafting if you had a pick at the end of the first round, not necessarily an off the grid, but in, in any draft where, where you have the where you have the flip, um, you know, draft late in the first, early in the second. Is that a player that you look at drafting early in the second round in 2019 leagues? A hundred percent. I don't think he's even going to last. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be up there with DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Thomas now. I just think he's much more of a stable, consistent guy. You know, he's got a great quarterback. You know, I, I honestly, I haven't, I had him ranked above Odell Beckham. I mean, I just think he's just, uh, he's just consistent in this league and in and, and fantasy. You got to be consistent. He gets a lot of targets. There's not a lot of competition in Green Bay. You know, there are some guys that came up, but it's you know, Randall Cobb was dinged up a lot this year. I just think uh, he's just a good, he's a great receiver. And he's young, so I think he's got more upside. And, and I'll say this too, as you know, speaking as a as a Packers fan who lives, um, you know, in the shadow of Lambeau Field, uh, he's going to have Aaron Rodgers next year, which is obviously a, a massive advantage when you compare him to the the other uh, the receivers and the other thirty one teams in the league, uh, or by and large the majority of the teams in the league, I guess I can say. Um, these, I, I would imagine Randall Cobb and Jimmy Graham are not Packers next year. I think they're going to be a release. And then you have a bunch of young receivers that essentially, like, we, we don't really know what to expect from 
Equiminius St. Brown and Marcus Veldes-Scantling and, and Jamon Moore and all these other guys. You know Devontae Adams is going to get a ton of target shares, uh, a ton of target share next year. And you look at, um, uh, I, I think you're right, the Hopkins, um, the, the Antonio the Thomas, Brown, Antonio Brown yeah, is, is another guy. I mean, you could be looking at, at a late-round pick uh, for Devontae Adams, uh, a late first-round pick for Devontae Adams as well. Um, another guy that I think next year, in addition to Adams, that's, that's going to be a highly touted uh, sleeper is, is going to be Chris Herndon, Ryan. You guys obviously liked him, picking him up off of waivers and off the grid. Given the landscape at tight end this year, I don't know if that's going to carry over into, into 2019. But what are the chances that you think Herndon actually is a top 12 tight end next season? Well, interesting, right? Tight end was a hot mess this year for almost almost everybody. Um, so we ended up um, picking him up off the waiver wire. I think he's obviously he really evolved at the end of the year, um, but it all it's all. I think his production will revolve on Sam Darnold and how much he progresses as a quarterback. Right now, um, Darnold uh, seemingly is getting better and better, and him and Robbie Anderson are getting a lot of a lot of target. It's, we were actually pretty big on Quincy Anunua, former Husker, um, but when he went down, a lot of the targets went to the tight end. And um, we like him. We certainly like him, but we're not going to go too overboard on Jets players. Yeah, and, and I think that's – I mean, you you got to believe that Darnold takes a step forward, obviously, and, and there's not another – I'll, you know, to, to allude to an earlier question, there's no Devontae Adams on that squad. So, you know, you, you look at what Herndon could be. My concern, and, and Ryan, feel free to disagree with me. My concern is his strong finish and, and knowing how fantasy owners are where we, we kind of end up looking at, at the end, at, at how a season ended rather than the scope of the entire season, the way he's coming on. I feel like there's going to be a lot of information services out there. There's going to be a lot of people on SiriusXM. There's going to be a lot of podcasts out there that are pimping up Chris Herndon uh, as a sleeper tight end. And in and in the FFPC, with the tight end premium scoring, he could get overdrafted even further. I just feel like if I was drafting in a tight end premium league, um, I, I feel like he would not fall to a spot I'd be comfortable with, Ryan. I like him right now. Will I like him at the price he's going next year? I, I think to me that's the question. No, I couldn't agree with you more. Listen, we were really, really happy with the way he finished. I mean, a lot of times we were happy just to get close to 10 points from our tight ends because everyone we pick up would get injured the following week. But Herndon looks the part. He's certainly athletically uh, gifted enough. He made a lot of – he made a phenomenal one-handed catch just this past weekend. I just get nervous about the New York Jets and, and where their limited amount of, of targets are going to go. Maybe Sam Darnold takes the Jets to the next level, but in my mind, I don't want too many Newark Jets until they prove me wrong. Yeah, he could be—he could easily be a, the type of guy that people look back on and say, "Oh my gosh, what was I thinking drafting him there?" He, it just as easily as he could finish in the top twelve. He's—he's he's a guy that we'll be paying attention to in the offseason, no doubt. Uh, Ryan, sticking with um, sort of the tight end conversation, Rob Gronkowski did not have the season that we've uh, come to uh, expect from him over his career. The same could be said with the, uh, for his quarterback, Tom Brady. And honestly, you know, you look at this New England team, you have Julian Edelman, who's a year older, Josh Gordon. I mean, I don't know how you can count on anything from him going forward. I look at what New England did in the draft last year with their two first-round picks. They draft a, a highly touted offensive lineman who ended up going on IR. And then they, they get Sony Michelle in the first round. And I'm kind of wondering... Uh, if if this is what New England envisions this team to be, a, as Tom Brady enters his 42, age 42 season, 
Um, is this an offense that's going to be predicated on the run with Sony Michelle and, and James White and so forth? Is that what we're going to expect from them? Um, or, or can we expect Brady and Gronk um, falling to a spot where, where Ryan, you, you might be okay with selecting them next season? Well, I kind of got burned on them this year. And the main event, um, we, we took Tom Brady in one. We also had Rob, Rob Gronkowski in one. And that was, of the four teams that Robbie and I did, that was the only team that did not qualify for the playoffs. So I'm kind of a uh, once bitten, twice shy. So unfortunately, I, Father Time eventually catches up with all of us. And um I think Tom and Rob and Gronk are both at the end of the end of the line, in my opinion. Now, they've proven us wrong countless times in the past, so Yeah, it's Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day sale. Entire store fifty to seventy percent off. Dresses from nineteen ninety nine, polos from sixteen ninety nine. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Now through Monday, get a huge 50% off the styles you need now with 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, 50% off. Jeans start at 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Want fashion in a flash? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Hurry, the sale ends Monday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 829 to 9-2 excludes in-store clearance, jumpsuits, rompers, bubbles, active license, and men's package tees. He's it's one of I mean, both those players like I feel like we've read stuff like oh, the death is near or or the end is near for these guys. And then they come roaring back with the career season. It's the same. I mean, I've said about this, but about Adrian Peterson for years that I, I think he's part human, part cyborg because the stuff he's been able to do. You can honestly make this case, same case for for Frank Gore. I mean, guys like them, they, they, they should have no business going out there and and churning out, you know, albeit meager fantasy production by and large, but they continue to do it, um, you know, well after the, the time that uh, the majority of the NFL running backs has said they should be able to do it. So um, Brady and Gronk certainly are going to be uh, guys that, that um, I think I'll be interested in their ADP once the drafts start up uh, in February, March uh, with the FFPC. Those are be two guys for sure I'm paying attention to. And speaking of ADP, Rob, let's say I'm going to give you the number one pick in an FFPC league right now for next season. Um, let's say you have to draft it right now. Um, uh, you have the number one pick. Is Todd Gurley the guy you'd be picking there? Is it somebody else? Even if it is Gurley, who else are you considering at the 101 right now? I mean, the reason I have a partner is because we discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's kind of hard. I mean, uh, we both love Gurley. I could obviously speak for us on both of that in terms of who would be next. It's tough. Like, you know, I think, I mean, I think, I mean, Ryan, you always tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I think Saquon Barkley is has been great catching balls. This is a PPR league. I mean, I think Zeke uh, Elliott has been great. I mean, those guys are all real in consideration I, I'm also going to be interested to see what happens with the Saints backfield with, you know, Ingram, you know, and, and Kamara, you know, like, you know, I mean, obviously it's a great one-two punch. We like Kamara because Ingram was, you know, suspended for the first couple of games. So, I mean, I would say we're definitely, uh, if I'm having that first pick, I got to imagine we're going running back. You know, we've kind of would, uh, I would think we'd always go that direction. So I would, those are names that I would definitely be targeting if I had the number one pick. And I don't think you would be going, 
wrong with any one of those guys. Granted, no injury bearing. I think they all would finish pretty high based on their quarterback and their team and their offensive line and, and things of that nature. So that's what I would say. But again, I, I converse with my partner who I've had forever. So we'd figure it out. But it would probably be a running back is what I would say to be confident and be uh, uh, and go in that direction. Ryan, did he, did he hit on all the names there? Is anybody that, that Rob left out? And, and is Gurley, you know, without consulting with him and talking about this uh, prior to this podcast, is that who the pick would be? Yeah, it would be. I mean, he's an amazing talent. He's the centerpiece of a very, very high-scoring offense, and they just find a lot of unique ways to get him the ball. So I would be hard-pressed to put anybody above Gurley. Um, obviously, Saquon has got an unbelievable talent, but it sounds like Eli is going to be back again next year. So I always am a little concerned about how productive that offense will be. Uh, Rob, you, you mentioned it. The reason that you have a partner in the, in these high stakes leagues is, is to make 100% sure you guys are making the right call, whether it be a draft pick, a lineup decision, a waiver wire bid, what have you. Um, you guys obviously have been doing this for years with, with each other. It's working. Uh, as you as you cashed in multiple high stakes leagues again this year, I'm curious your thoughts on on the dynamic that you and Ryan have. I mean, you guys obviously aren't living near each other. How did you come into this uh, relationship that that you could you know successfully own these teams together? And what is it about your dynamic that that does make it a profitable endeavor? I mean, well, first and foremost, Ryan and I both went to college together. So that's the reason why, obviously, having a guy from New York and a guy from the Midwest and Nebraska, that's how you kind of get that dynamic. But in terms of uh, the partnership, we just love it. You know, it is something that, you know, even in the off season, we'll always continue to talk about or, we'll, you know, we'll think about or we'll hear news and stuff that's going on in the different, you know, uh, you know, websites we subscribe to and things of that nature. And I think it's just uh, we kind of trust each other. There are certain things that I think I'm a little bit more strong suited towards and there's things that Ryan's stronger in. And we kind of just trust each other and it's a partnership and we just go at it and we just kind of do it together. You know, it's kind of like we live and die by the sword. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of what I would say. And I don't know, I let Ryan kind of answer the rest of it, but that's how I would kind of answer that question. Well, and Ryan, let me let me kind of preface or let me let me piggyback onto that question. And, and you know, Rob talks about what what you guys are what he's strong at, what you're strong at. What do you view those things to be that that makes it good? And I think. I think part of it, and you can comment on this too, but part of it, at least when I've co-managed teams before with, with guys, part of it is you have to be willing to under, to accept the fact that no matter how much time you put into it, no matter um, how confident you feel in it, you're simply not going to get stuff right 100% of the time. In fact, you probably won't get stuff right even 70% of the time. I think if, if you if you can get stuff right you know, 60% of the time, you, you're going to be very, very successful, and I think you guys have. Uh, but part of the, the, the aspect of not getting things right is being on the same page, understanding that, accepting it, and then moving on to, to the next decision, the, the next aspect of, of, of you know, having your team rebound from, from uh, a bad call by, by you or, or what have you. I think, I think that's, that's important is just to kind of let those learn from the mistakes, let them roll off you, and then make sure that, that the, you know, you're still just following the proce- process the entire time. Uh, your thoughts on, on not only those comments, but how you guys have been able to make it work for years now. Well, I would say um, I, I agree with everything that you and Robbie said. Our strategy, um, Robbie really enjoys uh, college football. And he's kind of, oh, I always told him, 
you're you're the man for the later rounds. Like he gets a lot of the sleeper flyers that um, you know I, just fall through the cracks for me. And then I I kind of always focus on round one through ten. I try to analyze where ADP is, and we try to figure out you know at what round are we going to move up higher to make sure we get the guys that we want. I will tell you this. We miss on, unfortunately, we miss on more guys than we than we hit. That that's just part of fantasy football. There's a lot of it has to do with with luck, but um, we love it. We absolutely love it. I love fantasy football. I love I love what it's done for the NFL, and um, we enjoy the camaraderie. You know, him and I have been good friends since college. I was in his wedding. He was in my wedding. But I think fantasy football keeps us together. We strategize. We talk about it all year round. Yeah, and that's that's honest. That's the way to do it because you know once 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 it's family, uh, well not necessarily family, but when you guys are as close as you are, it's very very difficult for you know something as as you know innocent as a lineup. That, I mean, because there's been guys I've partnered with, and and um, you know within the first five six weeks, if we get off to slow starts. Uh, that was it for them there, you know, and they're like, you know what? I don't think this is working out. And then we call it after a season. But, you know, once you get those co-managers that you really develop that that deep bond with, it's it's very difficult for for anything, you know, any poor seasons or anything like that to split you up. Uh, because I, I think Listen, you guys... the one thing I heard, the one thing I heard about all season was how bad Doug Baldwin was. Believe me, I heard it every week. <laughs> I was the one. I was the one. <laughs> that took him right, and and we learned from that. You know, I've taken injured players in the past, and and unfortunately, I've been burned on a lot of them. But that was one where I heard about it all season long, right? And I didn't like hearing about it, but <laughs> inevitably, unfortunately, it ended up it ended up coming back and helping us out in the end. And I agree, there can be some hard feelings, right? Because there's money, there's a lot of money at stake right. in these things, and it takes a strong relationship to stick through a lot of this stuff. Yeah, no, so we've, I, we've won. We've won a lot more than we've lost. So that's the reason why at the end of the day, I would say to you, our winnings compared to where we are is why we obviously continue to keep doing it. And, and obviously our friendship and everything else. Trust the process. You guys clearly exactly. have been. Yeah. So, I mean, that that makes sense when, when you guys know that when when you when you keep doing it the same way you're doing it and, and you're doing it the way you believe in, in do, you know, is the right way to do it um, and, and you're winning money. It's it's uh, it's easy to, to keep uh, to keep on keeping on that way. Um, the FFPC Playoff Challenge, Ryan, is, is going to be launching next week already, next Saturday. Uh, can you give us an idea uh, of a guy that, that you and Rob would suggest people putting on a lot of their teams uh, that would make some sense? And then conversely, a player uh, that probably a lot of players will have in their 10-team lineup that you think is a mistake, a, a guy that should be avoided in this competition. And, Rob, actually, if once Ryan's done, if there's any other guys that, that you want to hit on, feel free. Okay. You know, it's tough because you're limited to the, the players. So we all want, we're all drawn to the big marquee names, but it's always one or two guys that were kind of the B, the B guy in the play on, on the team that actually win it. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I love Travis Kelsey. I think the Chiefs have a really good chance of making it to the Super Bowl. So Kelsey is going to be the guy that I really, really want. And I also like the Bears defense. I think. It's going to be hard to pick um, one individual. I know Tariq Cohen's going to get a lot of people pulling that direction, but I think the Bears' defense is, has the potential to just annihilate teams early on in the playoffs. Rob, what about you? Any names that are that are standing out to you as, as uh, must-gets or must-avoids? 
Um, I, I mean, I I really like. I would say I'm I'm a big believer of. I mean, I don't know how you can't go with again with some of the Saints players. I mean, uh, you know, whether it's Alvin Kamara or Mike Thomas. I mean, I think those guys are going to go forward home field advantage. I think they'll definitely get some good points in the way the playoffs work. I actually have a big – I didn't have Zeke in this league, but I really think uh, the Cowboys have been playing pretty well. I know they had that one-off week, but I think they're going to be good. Um, a, a player to avoid. Um, ooh, I'm trying to look at who's in, in the playoffs, and I'm trying to think about who would be a team that I would uh, – and, and I'm just trying to think of, like, you know – I, and Rob, I don't know how you feel, but like, like obvious... I don't like. I'm not a big New England. I'm not a big New England. I think okay. New England could be one and done. <laughs> that would be the team because I'm just. I personally think the Jets are going to beat them this week 17. But that's just New York talking. But I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't. I'm not a big like. I wouldn't be that excited for for Gronk or Brady. I mean, we had Brady this year, and we uh, thank God we had luck too. It was probably <laughs> our one big thing that we made a mistake on having two quarterbacks like that. We could have waited, but. But Andrew Locke, I think, is back, and he's been playing great. But uh, I, I'm just not – if you said players, I, I'm not that happy or not that excited about having New England players this year. I know they find ways, but they just don't look that exciting. It's going to be so. interesting to see what, what the um, what the player ownership percentages is uh, after the contest starts um, to see what people did with New England because I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of Brady people. Um, I can't yeah. – I, I also don't think there's a dominant player from the backfield. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people – that have James White. There's going to be a yep. lot of people with Sony Michelle, and I just question how many people are going to actually have Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I mean, he put up a zero last week. It's, it's I think it'll be Edelman. Edelman. Edelman's the only Edelman one. Edelman could think, be honestly, the player. Yeah. That's it. That's it. He's just consistency PPR. That's the only guy I could really see. But otherwise, it's totally a backfield. I would. I'm in agreement with you. I honestly don't even like. <laughs> one of who I think is going to be a bust next year is I'm getting off of Gronkowski, the kicker. Oh, we yeah. had him. He's just not. He's he's been falling apart. He's been missing extra points. I'm going on a tangent, but I'm just saying I'm not. I'm not into that. I'm not. I'm kind of losing a lot of faith in the, uh, in the New England Patriots. Well, maybe it truly is the beginning of the end. Now, now for real this time, take uh, four yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is it could be. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys, Rob, you you cashed in the main event this year in a couple of leagues in addition to the off the grid title. Um, I don't even know what 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 else you guys split as, as far as winnings. Uh, this year and I know it wasn't like a six-figure um, prize or anything like that but you are taking home a, a, a decent chunk of change can you let us know what, what you'll be doing with the winnings and and then Ryan uh, also can you share with us if you have any uh, plans or any of that money earmarked for for anything as well uh, me I'm just using it for next year <laughs> so I don't have to hear my wife I use it towards what I want and it's going to go towards next year's fantasy football team again we love off the grid so my, my money's going towards that Ryan, what about you? My parents' 50th wedding anniversary uh, was this year, so we're actually getting ready to take a trip. I'm sure I'll spend a reasonable amount of our winnings on that. And, but also, I'm like Rob. I'm already planning on uh, next year, and we'll, we'll invest Paramount back into next year. Yeah, that's uh, that. I mean, that's the way that you guys are already in 2019 mode. Um, I, I think it's it's weird because for the last last few years, 
once December hits. You know, even when I'm playing for championships and titles, I'm already looking towards 2019 leagues, and you guys are obviously ahead of the curve uh, right there as well. And it shows, you know, being off the grid champs, that's one of the most competitive uh, leagues that the FFPC has. You're going up against the creme de la creme there, and congratulations to you both on coming out on top there. I also want to thank you uh, for coming on the Road of His uh, High Stakes Lowdown this week. I certainly enjoyed having you, enjoyed talking to you, uh, getting sort of a, your, a look into your draft and team management philosophy as well as your philosophy on uh, co-management as well, which is uh, something I think everybody uh, would love to to be better at, and uh, I think we all learned something today. So thank you so much, and I will uh, be in touch, and, and good luck to you uh, the rest of the way this season and, and next season as well, guys. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. And thanks to Grapes for our theme music. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz radio feed. It helps us find new listeners. Contact us via email rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think. And follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the NFL podcast homepage rotoviz.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.